like I painted in the rain. And yes. It, it does in watercolor. I okay. have I have paintings with lots of watercolor <laughs> with water <laughs> spots on them. <laughs> Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 133 of the Camino Voice. Today, I interview the featured artist of the month in the loft for March. Please welcome Diane Hill. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Camino Voice podcast, where I interview folks around Camino Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, Subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Camino Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. Oh, I'm yawning. Oh. <laughs> now I've caused all of you guys to yawn as well. Um, that was my that was my evil trick. Um, anyways, I hope your guys' week is going well. Um, yeah, we're still in a crazy time period. Uh, and I do apologize. This is the first episode um, that I am recording in a new place, which, you know, most most podcasts and stuff, as they get older, they get more and more professional and they get better and better. Um, I decided that I was going to try and Benjamin Button this and go the opposite direction. So I have um, recently lost where I normally record my podcast. So I've been starting to record podcasts in my office. Um, and so there's going to be a little bit more ambient noise, a little bit more sound and things like that. Um, unfortunately in this podcast, uh, not only do you have the normal banging and clanging that we have going on here in our store, um, but we also had someone who was doing some cutting of wood. Uh, we're doing some work in our ice cream area. And of course the, like the time that I took to do this podcast was the only time that that was operated during the whole day. So, um, I apologize for that. There is some loud noises. I'm hoping that in the future, uh, you only hear the normal little bit of ambient noise, not this crazy, uh, you know, saw going off in the background. Um, anyways, that's enough about me and what's going on with this thing. Um, Diane Hill is um, the featured artist of the month in the loft for the month of March. Um, and, and we're a little bit offset now. So really, it's the month of first part of March and, and middle of through like middle of April. Um, but she has been an artist here on the island for many, many, many years. And she's, um, you might recognize her by her cards that she's done in here in the marketplace for, again, quite a while now. Um, so it's great because I've seen her watercolor. I've seen her art for a very long time. But, uh, and I know I've met her at some point, but I am, guys, I'm terrible with faces and names. So I've got the double duo there. Um, so it was nice to actually get to sit down with her and meet her and talk with her. Um, and then on top of that, she is one of the founders of the Commando Studio Art Tour, um, which everybody knows now as a Mother's Day Art Tour. Um, she has she was in charge of the Roaming Artist Group for many years as well, which she just recently handed off. Um, and uh, and she's painted all over the world. Um, so. Uh, she's just a, a great artist. She's done a ton of work, um, lots of practice all over the place. Um, so anyways, without further ado, here's my conversation with Diane Hill. Hey Islanders and welcome to another episode of the Commando Voice. Today I'm here with the featured artist of the month in the loft for March. Welcome to the podcast, Diane Hill. What do I say? Um, yeah. So welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, you can just talk into it. That's oh, fine. Okay. Hi, Brandon. <laughs> Perfect. So before we get started, tell us a little bit about Diane. 
Okay, I grew up in Seattle, okay. went to Roosevelt High School. I got started in art probably in the elementaries when somebody gave me some watercolors. Okay. Um, it was something that I loved to do and have been doing it ever since. Um, I went to school at the University of Washington and got a degree in art education. Okay. Nice. So when you, you grew up in Seattle, then was that through your whole high school years then? My whole high school years were okay. Roosevelt. Nice. So when you got started in art, you said it was with watercolor, right? Right. So what was, um, was it something that like you kind of got exposed to and you just tried it out a little bit or how was it when you first got into it? Yeah. And I was just, uh, I remember being really young and being so surprised that you could take a piece of paper and make it look like a tree. So... <laughs> That, I guess that started me. Yeah. So when you were, uh, as you were then going, and was that like in grade school or was that in high school? That was in grade school, but then in high school, I did a, a mural for the high school and I had an art teacher that I spent a lot of time with. And so I, and I, then I decided to go to college in art education. So Okay. Nice. Since they always would tell me that only 20% of artists made a living at it, you better get an education degree with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how was that then when you were, um, I guess during that, were you, were there other, a lot of other peers you were around that, that were also looking at art education or did many of them go into different directions? Many of them went in different directions, and so when I went to the uh, study art at the University of Washington, I just mainly hung around with artists there. Okay, nice. And you, so you studied uh, art education then, um, and uh, did you have a, like a second, secondary or specialty or anything that you were focusing on? Oh, I had a secondary in psychology, but I, it was mainly art. Okay. And I did have a art scholarship so I just stuck to art okay nice very cool so uh, once you were getting done with school then what were you what was your kind of plan exiting school or college well I got married and had three children but I also did do art and teach art too okay nice where did you do uh, where did you teach I taught in different public schools and then I taught in private schools too okay so were you like a, not substitute teacher, but one that would go to different places and teach like during the same time or were you like moving from school to school? I moved from school to school. Okay. Nice. Was that mainly all in Washington? Yes. It was on the east side in Washington. Oh, okay. What part? Kirkland, Issaquah. Okay. Woodenville. <laughs> nice. Redmond. Very cool. So, um, so you continued to work as you had your kids with you, um, when did that, uh, at some point, did you retire from teaching when your kids were still in, uh, with you, or did you just teach the whole time? I used to teach the whole time, and I've been teaching up till about five years ago. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Very cool. So, in your, um, when you're doing your mediums, you said you start with watercolor. Um, did you, con like, continue to try out a bunch of different types of mediums? At the University of Washington, when you're in art, uh, you try everything. You go from um, watercolor to oil to printmaking to jewelry making and so forth. So I had a lot of exposure to a lot of different, but I just kind of stuck to oil and watercolor. Okay, nice. What was it that stood out to 
of those ones of why you stuck with those? Well, I, I painted outside with friends, so watercolor is the easiest to take outside. I do love to paint with oil, but it's uh, harder to take outside and it tends to give me a headache. Oh no. <laughs> so, like the so fumes of it? Or? The fumes, yeah. Okay. And it used to be pretty strong. Yep. It's getting a little better and they didn't have very much acrylic when I was going to school. So okay. I didn't use acrylics. Okay. Nice. Have you played around with acrylic since then? Yeah, a bit. A yeah. yeah. Yes. Nice. They dry too fast for me. Yeah. Well, especially <laughs> if you're used I've uh, with talking with lots of different artists um, with watercolor like it's never really 100% dry. Like, you always are still kind of like, not, it's dry, but like, if you do water, it'll affect it again. Versus acrylic kind of stays. Yeah, well, acrylic dries and then it dries, and there's yes. not too much you can do with it. Yeah, yeah. Including on your palette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's neat uh, hearing all the different artists of why they choose kind of the medium that they end up sticking with mostly. Yeah. So, nice. All right. So, um, uh, so as you were um, teaching, what other things were you doing outside of that within the artist, your artist career and stuff? Well, we, we did travel a lot because my husband worked overseas. So um, we have gone to a lot of different countries. So I've been to a lot of different countries, including Nepal and Thailand and a lot of European countries because he was in Bul- Bulgaria and Norway and... Brazil and <laughs> wow, you guys were like so all we travel. Yeah, we travel quite a bit. Wow, very cool. So uh, during your travels, then were you able to stop and do um, painting and all of that? I have stopped and I went to uh, Thailand with an artist, Liz Hamlin, if you all know her, and uh, we painted quite a bit. I've gone to Hawaii most every year and painted there. Okay. And um, we went boating a lot up into Canada, so I painted a lot up in Canada. Okay. On the water. (laughs) Nice. What were your favorite places that you've actually gotten to do painting? So that's it. Hawaii. Those are your favorite Canada. Yeah, Thailand. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. What were things that stood out to you um, as an artist when you were painting on location at these different places, as opposed to, like, painting out here in the Northwest? Well, the different climates that you have, especially in like Hawaii, Canada is pretty similar, but Thailand, it was hot and dry. Yeah. So um, just the different vegetation in different places. and. Yeah. Were there certain things about di- like the, the colors and everything that stood out differently? Yeah, of course, in Hawaii, you get a lot more flowers and bright colors and the water is more turquoise. And yeah. The sunsets are beautiful, but the sunsets are beautiful here, too. Yes. So. Yeah. No, we get some amazing sunsets here. Yeah. So, um, And the when people you... are different. Okay. Everywhere. Nice. Did you do a lot of, um, uh, I guess, what style of painting did you do when you were out there? Like, was it mainly, like, of outdoor stuff, or did you do cityscapes, or what, what kind of you... Yeah, I usually do outdoor Okay. Landscapes, landscape. I prefer landscapes, but have done a lot of still lives. And okay. I, I do people too, but rarely. Okay. <laughs> so nice. It's mostly plein air. Okay. Which nice. we do in the summer on Camino Island with the roaming artists. We paint all summer. Okay. Nice. Um, when you were painting uh, in the more humid spots, did that affect how the paint and everything worked? Yes. Okay. Like here. 
Okay. Like I painted in the rain. And yes. It, it does in watercolor. I okay. have I have paintings with lots of watercolor <laughs> with water spots on them. <laughs> the rain was trying to help you out there. Yeah, there kept it wet. Nice. How did you guys? Um, how did you kind of work with that then? Like, what would you give uh, if someone else was trying to paint like in a human environment? Are there suggestions or things you'd come up with? Um. Just leave it all wet and then take it somewhere when it's dry and work on finish it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, sorry about the noise. We're trying a new uh, recording location <laughs> and now they're cutting stuff, so <laughs> I might edit that out. We'll see. We'll see if I get that far. All right. Um, so, um, so you've done a lot of painting at different locations and stuff. Um, when you were... Uh, when did you kind of get started as a professional artist, like apart from just your education side? Well, I used to do Bellevue Arts and Crafts Fair when I was in high school. Okay. Um, and then I went to Edmonds Art Fairs. I went to Anna Cordes Art Fairs, and I guess that's kind of when. Okay. What was that? Um, was that something that when you were going into art and everything, was that something you were kind of expecting, like that's what it would, like, you would actually, you would get to that point, or did you kind of think, oh, I'm just going to be an art teacher for... Oh, no, I, yeah, and I did, uh, I used to sell other people's art, and be a rep. Okay. And sell my own, too, and, uh, no, I, I did for sale. Yeah. I so that, that was something you were planning on doing as yes. you were getting into this career. Yes. Okay. And, nice. of course, on Camino Island, we have the roaming artist shows, and we had studio tours, which were... We had 2,000 people at our studio once in a while at the CAA studio tours. Yes. Very cool. So so when did you guys get to Kameno then? We moved up to Kameno 30 years ago. Okay. So. Nice. How did you guys find out about it? We had friends that had property up here, so, and then... My husband worked in Arlington, so it was close by, so we moved up here from Kirkland. Okay. My kids went to school in Kirkland. Okay. Nice. Um, what was Camino like for you guys when you guys first moved up here? That's a <laughs> while ago, so it's a little different. Yeah, there were no stop signs. <laughs> there was only the little grocery store at the plaza. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and not so many people. We saw very few people down at the south end, and now there's lots. Yeah, yeah. So are you guys more on that south end side of the island? We're then? down by Elger Bay. Okay. Yeah, a couple nice. miles up from Elger Bay. Okay. So during that time then, um, were you part of the, I don't know when CAA, uh, the Camino Arts Association, got started. Were you part of that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what was that like, getting Back, that started? I had the f- first poster. Oh, cool. um, it, it was just a few people, and then Carla and Jack and different people made it a lot bigger, and we I watched it grow and grow, and then we had the art studios, which we didn't have at first. We only had a couple people in it. Yeah. So, yeah. So how was that getting everything started then? Because, like, when you're starting something new that, like, you know, obviously at this point, the this, this Commando Studio Art Tour is massive. There's so many people that come through here on the island. Right. Um but when you got started, it wasn't. It was just a couple studios. What was that like for you guys? Um, it was fine. I mean, I have where we built our, our, our house, we have an art studio right next door, and there's lots of room for parking. So 
it didn't matter to us. We just had to clean up our yards. Okay. <laughs> so um, it just grew. Yeah. You know? They had good advertising and good brochures. And Okay. So every year uh, when you guys were working on it, like from the first year to the, like, the fifth year, what was the growth? What did that kind of look like over that time period? Well, I think we started out with like 15, 20 artists at the most, and okay. then we had quite a bit more. Mm-hmm. And um, with the advertising, just it just grew. I don't rem- I don't know how many they, how many studios, probably before COVID, they okay. had. But yeah. Okay. So when did um, what what was the traffic like? Because I'm assuming on your first one, you guys launched it, and you probably had some a handful of a group of people that came through. Yeah. But um, what did that kind of look like over the first five to ten years of that? Did that just Oh, it, it grew every year. Okay. And yeah. Nice. So we had to get special signs and have people out checking traffic and yeah. have places to park. But when we had studio, when we checked, um, for studios, we had to have parking. Okay. And facilities, so. Okay. Nice. So, um... So as that grew, then did you guys have to work with? Uh, I mean, I know Camino doesn't have any sort of like uh, over, you know, over like it's not like a city council or anything. But did you have to work with different members within the community to make sure that like the island as as traffic increased and stuff like that um, to be could it, that it could handle all of that? I guess. Well, we had to be careful with our signs. Okay. So we had to watch where we put put them, and we'd talk to the county about it or the, um, I don't know, whoever is in charge of it, the traffic people. Okay. And they were always aware of what we were doing. So. Yep. Nice. Cool. So then, um, so you've also, so on top of CAA, you were mentioning the roaming artists. Tell us a little bit about, about that group. Well, it, used to, it was started with a different name, with the roving artists, I think, with, with Ellen Frazier, probably before I, we even moved here. And when she wanted to get out of it, she asked me if I would take it over. So I did take it over from her, and we changed the name to Roaming Artists. Okay. And we've kind of kept it at 30 people, and I had it for 17 years, and then I just gave it away a couple years ago to um, Denise Jackson and okay. and um, Juanita Hagberg. And now they are putting it together. We've been pretty slow over COVID because right. we used to go to a lot of people's houses on the island. And um, they'd welcome us, and we'd paint at their house for half a day and have critiques, and then we'd have a show um, Labor Day weekend, which we still do. Okay. So. um, Nice. So what was the reason for the name change from roving to roaming? Well, since she wasn't doing it any longer, and she didn't want anything to do with it any longer, we changed the name. Got it. And kept it going. Okay. And it's still going. Nice. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Very cool. So when do you guys start that then? Like, when do you start in the year? We start the 1st of June, and we end up Labor Day when we have our show. Okay. That's and we go, uh, we can go, you can go twice a week on Monday or Wednesdays. And we go from 10 o'clock in the morning to 12 or 1, and then have a critique. So we only paint half a day. Okay. But, nice. Yeah. 
That's very cool. So then over the course of that time period, then you guys, at the end of everything, then you get to bring your best pieces from those um, throughout that. Nice. Very cool. Have you been to our show? I don't think I've been to the roving, oh. uh, roaming artist one, no. Yeah. So where do you guys normally do your final show at? Uh, we usually do it up by the blue building, which is now a green building by the tennis courts on Camino oh, Island. I didn't know they repainted that. <laughs> they did. I didn't know. It, it was just repainted. Okay. So, nice. by, by the um, animal shelter. Yes. So yeah. it's up there. Okay. And it's going to be there again this year. Okay, cool. Very cool. And that's Labor Day weekend you guys Labor have Day that? weekend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday. Very cool. Nice. And uh, you said you have about 30 artists that, that are at each one, but is that a rotating 30 that kind of all show it's, up? It's rotating. You can go if you want, or you don't have to go if you don't want. Okay. Nice. Just so what's, paint. what's kind of the total amount of, like, number of artists? Not in a single session, but, like, do you have, like, 60 that are kind of... Oh, no, we only have 30. Oh, okay. That, that's our membership. We keep it at that because Got it. people don't have that, that many spaces to park cars. That's a lot of people. Yeah, and usually... Maybe 15 to 20 show up, not usually more than that. Okay. And we've had a quiet couple of years here, yeah. so yeah, we'll see what happens this year. <laughs> nice. Cool. Has there been a lot of uh, chatter as far as, like, from people that are saying they're really looking forward to this year? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Now things are kind of opening up again. Now that's, you're getting more options now. Yeah. Again. Nice. Very cool. Um, so, uh with your style, what? how would you describe your style of painting? I know it's watercolor, but how would you kind of describe your It's a little bit impressionistic. Okay. It's not realist. It, it certainly isn't realism, mm-hmm. but it's impressionist. Okay. Oh. Nice. Cool. Um, were there certain artists, um, either locally or abroad, that kind of influenced your style of painting? There was. I used to paint with two fellows with... Um, uh, Harold Craig and with um, um, Bill Reese, which both have passed away, and they're both great artists. And so we used to go every Wednesday all over around Seattle and up in the mountains and oh, Ro- nice. Roslyn. And so they did influence me because we used to paint a lot together. Very cool. Yeah, those so. are some beautiful spots along uh, Highway 20 and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. that's great. All right, and then um, uh, on top of the art stuff, you've also been selling your cards here at the marketplace for quite a while. Um, when did you start doing the cards? I was trying to think about that, but it's been ten years at least, probably. Okay. That when did they start having cards there? Do you know? <laughs> I, I don't remember. I just uh, the like when I go down, uh, like we have birthdays and stuff with, within the marketplace, and so we usually try to get a card together for that team member. Um, and I know I pick your cards a lot of times. <laughs> when <laughs> Thank I'm you, Brandon. <laughs> so, um, but I just love them. They're just such, they're so unique. I love the, the fact that, um, you know, I can go downstairs and I can pick a card, whether it's from you or some of the other artists that also do cards. And when you're giving that card to someone, you know, it's like, they'll probably keep it on the fridge or something like just regardless <laughs> if they care about your message or not, but just cause <laughs> the cards are so cool. Like they're, it's, it's actual art on the card, so it's just a really neat piece that it's it's more than just a card. And it's usually some of them or a lot of them are local cards. Yeah. So thank yeah. you, Brandon. Yeah, thank no, you. I really like them. They're really neat. So awesome. Tell me a little bit about the pieces of the uh, or the art pieces that you got, you're bringing to the loft. 
The ones I just brought to the law, with there's only six, so they're mostly local since that's what I've been painting lately. Uh, we haven't been traveling or going too far, so. Okay. Just they're painted during COVID. Okay, <laughs> COVID specials. Yeah. Very cool. What are what are kind of did you do certain beaches or viewpoints that you kind of your favorite places? To yeah, go? there's uh, one of Port Susan. Okay. On Iverson, if you watch the Iverson um, path. Along the dike. Yes. If you go down to the end of the dike, it's there. Okay. There's one of a uh, cliff that we painted uh, at the state park. If okay. you go where the cars are parked and look down at the end of the beach there, there it's a state park. Yep. And um, what else do I have out there? <laughs> There's one up uh, up in the Cascades. It's of uh, the Cleom River. Okay. And... Um, some other ones <laughs> yeah very cool most of them are or one or two are from our front yard one of a sunset that you can see mount rainier in oh, the south nice. from okay and another one that's from our front yard in the summertime when the flowers are blooming okay very cool well awesome all right well i like to ever uh, end every podcast with some rapid fire questions uh, so the first one is, what purchase of $100 or less have you enjoyed the most in the last three months? Well, I just purchased a glass heart that I got out of the uh, Gilded Gallery in Stanwood because my daughter loves hearts and it's her birthday. So I just bought that for $30. Very cool. <laughs> so. Awesome. Um, who is the most influential person outside of your family in your life? Well, I thought about that, and I think that on the island here, Pete DeMoto has been a good, um, he's been um, one of our favorites um, because he's so community-oriented, and he's in uh, Soundwater Stewards, and he started helping Jeff Erickson when Jeff Erickson yes. just started his coffee. Yeah. And he's always helping community and people. So Very he's cool. he's my influential person. Nice. All right. Okay, this is weird. Yes, this is a <laughs> fill-in-the-blank question. So I know this is weird, but I've always wanted to blank. Well... I guess I've done a lot of things, but one of the things I haven't done that I thought would be real fun is go Western dancing. Very cool. <laughs> but I don't think my husband's up for it. <laughs> You'll have to drag him out there sometime. Yeah. All right. Um, who is an interesting or fascinating person that I should interview next? Well, we'll keep it in the Demotos and have Sil Sylvia's interesting because she's okay. had an interesting life. It's very diverse. All right. California, Perfect. too. Awesome. All right. And lastly, what piece of advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Slow down and smell the roses. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you've Like had... most of us didn't when we were young. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you've had a pretty packed life and you've done, you've gone to, uh, you've gotten to paint at some like, sounds like incredible different places. Um, and that's, that's really cool. You got to do all those things. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, Brandon, for having me. Yeah, and sorry about the noises. We're trying <laughs> trying out my office, and, of course, there was louder noises than even usual. So Yeah, and, and come see the show. <laughs> yes, and be sure to come up and check out the loft before it's uh, uh, Diane's stuff in the loft uh, through the month of March um, beef before it's gone, so before you come on up. <laughs> All right, Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one.
Well, a big thank you to Diane Hill for joining me on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us be found by other islanders like yourself. And for more information on this episode, you can go to commandocommons.com slash podcast. That's commandocommons.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.